I've always searched for them. I've always wanted to know them. I mean, I, you know, I always have, especially my dad. I mean, his parents used to be the king and queen at, a, at the fair. And um, I went there every year just trying to get a glimpse of them. I had no idea what they looked like, but I still wanted to know them. Who am I? 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 This is Who Am I Really? A podcast about adoptees that have located and connected with their biological family members. Hey, it's Damon. And my guest today is Denise. I contacted Denise online after I read her post in an adoption support group on Facebook called I Am Adopted. I reached out to her to be supportive because I sensed some real pain and deep emotions from her online. It turns out she didn't have a conventional adoption the way I typically think of them, and her childhood wasn't a typical childhood at all. A tragedy in her childhood left her extended family blaming her for their sad loss, which turned into mistreatment and a hard childhood in the aftermath. She always wondered where her biological father was and why he never came to rescue her. Here's what Denise shared with me. Hello, Damon. How are you? I am good. Excellent. It's really good to meet you. Yeah, online. I was so interested to see your posts in in the I Am Adopted Facebook group. It sounds like you have just such an interesting story. So, <laughs> if I mean, you, it sounds really complex. So if you would just do me a favor and take me back to your childhood in the beginning in your family and tell me a little Thank bit about you. what adoption was like in your family and in your community. Okay. Um, it's not a typical adoption. Um, I was um, had a happy ha- childhood for the first three years. My mother and I, well, actually two, well, yeah, three years. My mother and I lived with her parents. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad, as far as I knew, was in the service over, I don't know, I was 1954, so I don't know where he was at that time, but my dad was over there. And then all of a sudden, we moved from grandma and grandpa's, and there's a guy that's not my dad, and he's now my mom's husband. Mm-hmm. Your stepdad. And so, my stepdad, right. So, um, things were okay <clears throat> until my little brother um, died in a fire. I was four, oh. and he was three. Oh, no. And that was very traumatic for my mother. Um, she was never the same since. So it was kind of left up to the stepdad to raise us. In the meantime, mom had six children all together. And was your stepdad the father of all six of you guys now? No, he was not my father. And I thought for many, many, many years that the little brother that died was my only real sibling. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, they had told me that Well, his last name on the death certificate was the same as mine. I see. And so maybe they didn't tell me, but it was just the same. But everything changed that when he died. My stepdad's parents no longer cared for me whatsoever. They ended up, um, the other kids could go in the house and, you know, I had to stay out in the car or out in the yard or, you know, I was never invited in. Um, And I I think that they blame me for the fire, which, it could very well have been, but in reality, my mom left me and my little brother alone with a wood-burning stove. Mm. Mm. So that's how the fire went. And years later, 
I found out that um, everybody thought I was going to be blind because I wouldn't open my eyes. And my gra- my grandma, my love of my life, told me that um, a nurse told me if I looked out into the stars, I would see my little brother, Gary. Oh. And so I opened my eyes. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So that, that was fantastic. Um, so you, after you, and as a child, you just closed your eyes, tried to hide from the reality of what had happened. Yeah, I did. I was oh. in the hospital, and I just, I, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see, open my eyes and see anything, I guess. I mean, I was only four. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I, I mean, I've remembered since then what happened, but I, you know, at that time, I didn't remember. I see. And at that time, also, my mom had a um, her first heart attack. Mm-hmm. She was only 29 years old. Wow. She had a heart attack at yeah. 29. Yeah. So she was in a home for recovery purposes, and my stepdad separated us all. I went to live with people that were neighbors of ours, mm-hmm. and my brothers and sisters all went to other places, relatives and friends and stuff, and I was... Now, I didn't see my any of my family for, I don't know, it seemed like a year, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was probably only about six months, maybe. Mm-hmm. As a child, the time so, would have been really long. It was a long time. It sure seemed like it. But then um, since then, mom came home and it ended up, I was about 10 when we finally got moved around to all of our different places and everything. And that's when the stepdad just uh, really started not liking me at all. Mm. And um, I, all this time, it was okay until I was really being mistreated. I was being not really mistreated. I wasn't abused. I mean, I was mentally abused. I was, um, he screamed and hollered and he beat my butt with this thing, that thing, and the other thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was not a fun childhood from 10 years old. On. No. <laughs> and um, I've always wondered, where's my family? Where's my real family? Why isn't my real dad coming to, you know, rescue me? Why, why can't, you know, I've got, I know I've got brothers out there, you know, why aren't they rescuing me? And, you know, so all this time, I think I'm, I'm alone in the world. My mom's so sick, you know, I did send a letter to my real dad and as it came child. back as a child, mm-hmm. came back, um, and he he had, he'd never opened it, returned to sender, and my mother found it. Oh. She was devastated that I had thought those thoughts about my stepdad, about wanting to leave and, you know, all that stuff. I did not want to be around there anymore at all. It was, mm-hmm. it was just not good. So That sounds like an awful my, environment for a child. It, it wasn't no fun. It wasn't no fun at all. And so, of course, in the back of my mind, I knew that my real grandparents owned an apple orchard and mm-hmm. I knew that they were pretty, pretty well off. And, um, I didn't, I thought, why didn't they come and get me? You know, mm-hmm. um, they just lived, uh, 30 miles away. I knew exactly where they lived and everything. And, um, I was just told that, you know, I would not be welcome there. So I never went there until I was a teenager <laughs> mm-hmm. and boy, was I disappointed. They wouldn't answer the door. So I went to my dad's second wife's house, and that's all she did was say, no, you don't want to meet this guy. You don't want anything to do with this guy. You just go away, go home, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, What age was this, and where, and where do you live? Where, where I'm were you living in uh, Michigan. Uh-huh. And, and what I age was this when you, sort of, um, when you sort of went out on a journey to try to find, you know, some of these 15, other families? Mm-hmm. 
No, I was 15 when I tried to go out um, and find them because I had friends that had cars, mm-hmm. you see. know, and so I could ride with them and mom and dad wouldn't have to, you know, know anything about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, so you but, were, you were for all intents and purposes adopted by your stepdad. Is that correct? Right. Right. And I just found out recently that the reason that my mom had me adopted my stepdad was going to go to jail for child support from his first child. Mm-hmm. And so she told my dad, my real dad, that if you give me a thousand dollars, you won't ever have to see Denny, which is my nickname again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that's how I got adopted. Oh, wow. <laughs> they didn't ask me none of it. <laughs> you no, know? of course not. Where do you want to live? Who do you want to live with? So tell me, right. where did your mom go it sounded like she went away for a while and then came well back. she just went to a, a home a, a, a convalescent home mm-hmm. I see. and um she was she was real sick since then so she couldn't do anything so with four brothers and sisters that live in my home i was left to the cooking the cleaning the everything mm-hmm. with a stepdad that was just a tyrant he was a neat freak clean guy you know i mean we had nothing so i had to do the wash in wash tubs and with a washboard you know Mm -hmm. we ate spies um, apple juice and gerber baby food because my step grandpa worked at gerber's so that's what we had to eat and even as grown even when we were kids yep that's what that's what we had to do with my mom was she was too sick to work anymore Uh she had worked up until she got sick Mm -hmm. and he was so jealous that she was sick and being able to stay home in bed that all of a sudden he got sick. Oh, he had a little jealousy was, sickness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was flat on his back the rest of her life. She died at 40. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, and so, you know, and the only reason he got out of that bed was because his other four children were going to be taken away from him if he didn't take care of them, you know. So he got out of bed. Mm. He didn't do it for my mom for so many years, but he... Did it, you know, so he could keep the kids in the ADC money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he saw so, them as a means to an end. So right, right. Interesting. And those children are so screwed up and they had. So you've always wanted to locate other family members who could rescue you from this yeah. horrible childhood you were experiencing. Yeah. How did you how did you go about finding them and how did you end up connecting with those well, that you did um, find? My grandparents, my mom's parents, found my um, real dad down in Florida hmm. and took some nice pictures with them because they, they, of course, knew them. They went, had a big, my mom had a big wedding and everything like that, so they knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And they had pictures and stuff, but I sent a picture of me and my son at that time and um, another letter in hopes of, you know, connecting with him. And um, his wife at the time wrote me back and said, Sent me the picture back and said he just left it on the table unopened. Oh. Yes. How, how old were but you this, at this time? At this time, I was uh, 16. Um, I got pregnant so I could move away from the house. You got so, pregnant I mean, that was intentionally my, to get away. I intentionally got pregnant. And how did getting pregnant reason. get you away from the house? Well, it, it did because um, he felt that he wasn't going to support my stepdad, wasn't going to support no, no other kid. And... Um, Mom was still alive at that time, so I ended up getting a living babysitting job, so I I didn't have to be there. So you got pregnant in order to basically be kicked out of the house. Yes, uh, I did not. I mean, I I ran away. 
And I went to the police. I've showed the bruises, everything like that. Back in those days, it didn't matter. Your parents could do what they wanted to you, you know? Right, Nothing yeah. like these days. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So finally, when I'm about, oh, I'd say I've had my second child about 27, I got up the nerve to go to Fremont to look for my two brothers. Okay. And um, I went to... Um, their house, because I had um, people had told me that, oh, they're famous in this Fremont city that, you know, um, everybody knows the name. So mm-hmm. I went there. They told me where he lived. I pulled in. Their mother looked, took one look at me and said, I said, I am. And she says, I know who you are. And she says, I don't care if you see my sons, but I don't want you to tell them who you are as far as being their sister. You wow. could just be a friend. So I respected her wishes, and I just told them, you know, I, I only met the one brother, the youngest brother, and, you know, that's all I did, and I was shaking the whole time and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I respected her and did not involve myself until the kids got older. I see. And Facebook came out. <laughs> and so I started looking through Facebook and for, through high school, you know, that high school thing you can join. Mm-hmm. I went through Fremont schools and... I found a friend of theirs that I got connected through Facebook through, and um, he didn't want nothing to do. They never responded, never responded. So mm-hmm. finally, I saw that he was married, and so I marked the youngest one, and so I asked, sent her a message on Facebook asking if I could be a friend, if I was his sister and stuff like that. Well, he finally got a hold of me and yelled at me and screamed at me, and my mother told me you weren't any relation to me, and... Um, how could you possibly be a relation to me with a mother like you had? And I mean, just terrible, hurtful things, mm. you know. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, his his wife now and his children are real nice to me, you know, and like me. But mm-hmm. he wants nothing to do with me. And he won't even tell our other brother about me. So is this, these brothers are younger than you? Yeah, they are. They're younger than me. And so you're talking to the oldest of the other two. Of the and two I'm people. talking to the youngest of the other oh, two. Oh, you're speaking to the youngest. Yeah, the youngest oh. one. Um, the other, um, the other one, Phil, I guess, has um, a few mental issues and stuff. And uh, I, I mean, you look at you look at his children online, and they they look just like my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have a prominent jaw. Um, because our dad has a uh, underbite so bad, and I've had it, and his Phil, our brother, has had surgery on it. So how can and his his daughters look just like my daughters? You know how could they he possibly say that? But yeah, I don't know. There's real yeah. strong physical connection to these folks. You look just like them, huh? Exactly. Undeniable. Exactly. Wow. So and um, he says, you go ahead and you talk to my mom, and she'll tell you that your mother was nothing you know and maybe my mom was but that's not the point you know mm-hmm. the point is that I, I there was real family out there and I thought maybe well I got shot down again family you know to me wasn't nothing mm-hmm. and my marriage was nothing that I got out of the house to get you know away from it I just went made myself worse situation by a gentleman that beat me all the time but oh boy that was okay until he started to go for my baby, and I got out, got divorced, and got remarried when I was 18 to the most wonderful man that took me and my son in, and oh. he adopted my son, and his this experience has been so much better, but my son still has that underlying need of wanting to know who his real family is. And how do you 
address that with him? How do you guys talk about it? What is your feeling about it? I mean, I will talk to him about that. I will, you know, and I told him exactly what happened. And I told his father exactly what happened. And I was always going to tell our son the truth, why I left, why I couldn't stay and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I told him, I says, uh, you know, it was fine until he started wanting to beat up on you and I couldn't do it anymore. He knew his name. He knew family. He's actually went to his funeral. And my husband is de- was devastated. He's still devastated about it. And your he doesn't s- understand. Your son went to? His real dad's funeral. I see. Had they yeah. met? Had they met? Apparently they had. I had not known, but I guess that he has. He had taken his whole family to meet meet him and stuff. Oh wow! How did yeah, that make so, you feel when you discovered that? Well, in a way, I kind of wanted to know because he saw who the person he was. So he saw the truth of the matter, and he loves my husband more than you know, more than life. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I felt, I guess, because of the way I felt when I was a kid that. I understood why he wanted to meet him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this nagging feeling that there's other family members out there, you know, that should love you. <laughs> right. Right. But don't so, always. But don't always. Now, he got luckier. I guess um, this man or his real dad had a had a child that he had even thrown acid in her face. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, um, but they're, they're um, brother and sister now, my son and, and his other son and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so that's going on. And he does talk to some of his um, father's uh, relatives and things. So, you know, if he does that, that's fine. And he, I think he just hides it from my husband because my husband would be devastated because my husband's been so good to my son. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think your husband would understand his adopted son's desire to be connected with his biological father um and not really because he knows how horrible that man was to me and to tom and to everybody that we've known and stuff he says how could he possibly want i mean i've had a good life since i've been married my second time mm-hmm. i've had a great life and I, I i you know i still try to get a hold of people that are you know long distance relatives and you know things like that but you know i think it's a dying need in me it's gonna have to be <laughs> because when my mom died my her side of the family I don't know hardly any of them anymore. I see. May I ask, how do you help your current husband understand your son's desire to try to connect with his biological father well, when he was alive? I mean, when he was alive, I, I I just told him. I says, you know, I mean, you know how I am, how curious I am, and not how my family is. You know, Tom's got to be doing the same thing, wondering this and that. And then t- Gary will say, but why? After all he's done. After all, in fact, I lost a baby because of him and stuff. You know, my husband is just such a man. He just can't understand why anybody would want to involve themselves with someone that has been known to be so mean. You lost a, your son's No, I sibling. lost a baby because I, I was beaten. That would so have I been got, your son's sibling. Oh, God. That was my son's sibling, yes. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> but I, I say thank, thank dear Lord for my husband now because, you know, if it wasn't for him and his family, I really wouldn't know what a father is supposed to do, you know, what aunts and uncles and all that are supposed to do and love and, right, love and that like. stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So where have you left things with your biological father's family? I mean, that I would imagine you said it yourself, like that's a need that's going to have to die 
sounds like. It's, it's going to have to, yep. Um, if he gets a hold of me, he knows how to get a hold of me. I have his phone number on my phone. Mm-hmm. He did say if I needed, if he'd have my back if I needed it, but more or less don't contact me. What do you think um, that meant so when he said that? that he, I don't know if I really wore him down because um, we were talking about the, the jawline. I said, he, uh, he said something about, yeah, we, um, we all got that jawline. I said, yeah, my kids um, hate it just as much as uh, Phil had to or something <laughs> like that. And he says, well, don't worry. Well, don't worry. I got your back. So, <laughs> but that was about, I don't know. Um, he has not tried to contact me since. Uh, and I won't contact him because I've already been rejected. You know, I'm not going to go through that again. But his his wife and children, um, at least the two youngest, I keep in touch with. The older is a son. And I think he's thinking, no, my dad doesn't want to talk to her. So I'm not going to talk to her. But he did accept my friend re- request. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a sign. Yep, that I think so. <laughs> it's not a my, his, a his his dad didn't, but you know, my brother did not accept it, but mm-hmm. What do you yeah. hope will happen with your brother? Well, nothing now. Now that I've heard him talk to him, I I feel that he's um he doesn't want to let his brother know which and I feel that they're 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 not my type of people anymore. I might as well stay with people that I know love me and I'm not going to have to fight for their love, so Mhm. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's what you got to surround yourself with. The people who can yep. be positive, be uplifting, love you for who you are. Absolutely. Yep. So may I ask if, if they were to ever hear this, your biological father, either of your biological mm-hmm. brothers, what would you want them to know? That I've always searched for him. I've always wanted to know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I always have. It's just, uh, especially my dad. I mean, his parents used to be the king and queen at, a, at the fair and... um Fremont. Mm-hmm. And you, I went there every year just trying to get a glimpse of them. I had no idea what they looked like, but I still wanted to know them, you know, and I wanted to know my dad, you know. I go to this day every time I go by their old farm, you know. Yeah, that's where my grandparents lived, but I was never there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would, I would really, I would like to know who they were, you know, so, and stuff. So, yeah. Just at least make a connection because you're biologically connected to them. That's undeniable, but at least just, right. you know. Say this is me, who I am, and and I'd love to know you. I I totally understand that. It's a you may think that it's gonna die within you, and you've been at this longer than me. But I would imagine that <laughs> burning and yearning is gonna be with you. Just you know, it, I, I, it is. I'm sure. I keep telling you know, I push it to the back and everything like that. But even my kids, they know. They mm-hmm. know that I. My husband knows, but. Um, mm-hmm. He's saying, uh, you know, you got so much now, and I, I do, I do, I have so much now. I don't need to bring any more people in the negativity in my um, life. That's exactly right. So, Surround yourself with yeah. positivity. I totally right. agree, Denise. I totally <laughs> agree. Right. Well, after such a crazy childhood, a tumultuous set of interactions with your biological relatives, it's really nice to hear what sounds like a smile on your face, love in your family, <laughs> love in your heart for those who love you. So thank yes. you so much for telling your story. I really appreciate hearing it. You're welcome. All right. Take care, Denise. I'll talk to you <laughs> Thank time. you, Damon. Bye. You bet. Bye. Hey, it's me. I'm so glad Denise found loving, healthy relationships at this point in her life. I felt so badly for how she was treated as a child after that fire took her brother's life. No child should have to experience that kind of loss. And certainly the adults in her life could have been more thoughtful, sensitive, and loving in the aftermath. As an adult, Denise experienced some pretty severe rejection from her biological father and half-siblings. 
But it sounds like she's finding her way to happiness with a loving husband and his extended family that have shown her what family relationships should feel like. I hope you'll find something in Denise's story that inspires you, validates your feelings about wanting to search, or motivates you to have the strength along your journey to learn, who am I really? If you would like to share your story of locating and connecting with your biological family, visit whoamireallypodcast.com slash share. You can also follow me on Twitter at WAI Really.